morning. So the title of my message today is Jesus, the Great Emancipator. Abraham Lincoln, um, who was, I believe, our 16th president, um, gave during the Civil War, don't even know if it was constitutional, um, I don't think they ever figured that out, but gave the Emancipation Proclamation. Does anyone know what that did? Freed the slaves. Every, with that proclamation as an act of law, and he justified it because it was wartime, and he was the commander-in-chief. And he basically called them spoils of war, if you remember the history. Okay? They were property of the South. And he freed them because he, he took the, their spoils and did with them what he wanted as the commander-in-chief of, of a rebellious region of the country. So he emancipated them and made them free. Pretty bold. But I believe with all my heart that Abraham Lincoln was a man of God. And he took that from the scriptures. And so um, today I want to study that topic with you if you'll let me. And are you free today? I want to ask that question. Are you free? When you lay down at night and it's time to go to sleep, which is, um, I will say, it's supposed to be a time of peace and rest. Do you have a free mind that allows you to rest and, and, and relax? Are you free in your spirit? Do you have aught with somebody? Do you have a broken relationship that, 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 that tears you down and weighs you down? Are you free? And I would say um, we should be free indeed. Amen? It says, so I'm, I'm going to jump around. This is 2 Corinthians, the third chapter. And you'll find this in the 17th verse. And I'll, I'll set this up. And, and we're going to just use a couple verses for our topic today. But we'll study scripture together. And Paul was speaking to the Corinthians about how that the law of Moses was a, a blinder, was blindness. It had a veil, basically, over their eyes to Israel. So I want to ask a question this morning, first off. Does the commandments of God blind you? Can you see this morning because of Jesus? Or is it nothing but a hardship for you? You know, before I came to Christ, I would look at God's commandments and I would say, this is this canon. It ain't going to happen. I can't do this. Little did I know that my captor wanted to make me free and not worry about those commandments. Because if I just gave him my heart, he took care of all that for me. How many have experienced that in their service to God? Amen? So the law of Moses was a veil. Basically, you know, when Moses come down off the mountain, his, he was so glorious, his face shone, they had to literally put a veil over his face that people couldn't look on him because he had been with God. And, and, and Paul says, just the verse before, 
And when Israel will turn to the Lord, he says, the veil shall be taken away. How many of you, when you came to Christ, all of a sudden understood how the love of God blessed your life? Ken spoke so beautifully last week about how the love of God has blessed his life. So much so that the Spirit of the Lord fell upon him to where he was praising the Lord in the Spirit. Oh, and I got news for us. If, if that was a little uncomfortable for some, it wasn't for me, Ken. Praise the Lord. We're going to be doing that in heaven, brothers and sisters. Amen. And so the 17th verse says, uh, now go to 17. It says, now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Well, brothers and sisters, let me ask this question. How could there be liberty when I just said that my captor has made me free? How, how could there be liberty? Let me read this to you. Michael will go to 1 Corinthians. Boy, the Corinthians, they were, they were, they were getting a lesson here about being free and being, being captors. 1 Corinthians, the 7 verse. And we're going to go to verse 22 and 23. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's freeman. Look at, look, just look at the oxies here, right? I'm a free man and I'm a servant. How, how is that? Donna, can you explain that? Sister Donna, pretty tough, right? Servant, free man. You probably could. I believe you could. But you could see where some people would get tripped up. Likewise also, he that is called being free is Christ's servant. So brothers and sisters and friends, if, if you connect the dots, okay, being a servant or serving someone, when it's Jesus... We are free indeed. Amen? Now the next verse. And this is the verse that I believe is the crux. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore, be not ye the servants of men. Another beautiful scripture says, For ye are bought with a price. You are not your own. When, when we're speaking about the temple of the Lord and how the Spirit of the Lord possesses our temple and, and we should want the Spirit of God in us. Now the Spirit of the Lord can't be in a temple that has a servant to other things that are contrary to the things of God. The Spirit of the Lord can't abide where there's lying where there's bearing false witness, where there's gossip, where there's hardness of heart. The Spirit of the Lord can't abide in that temple. And so the question is, what are we going to serve today? I say, wait, brother, brother Pete, wait a second, wait a second. Wait. You know, I'm a free agent. Yes, the scripture says that. You're a free agent. I'm free. Yes, God gave us the freedom to choose. That's true. But let's rewind the, the wheel 
all the way back to the beginning. You think you're free, brothers and sisters? I would say to me and you and to the whole mankind, guess again. So I want to ask a couple questions. God created the heavens and the earth. How many are with me? Okay. No one here Big Bang Theory and all that stuff? No? We didn't come from fish or amoebas? Okay, you're with me. Should be if you're in God's house. Praise God. Amen. And on the sixth day, God created man. He created a living soul. And after, just think about this God. After he created two eyes and two ears and a mouth and a nose and limbs and all of the intricate organs and, oh, my goodness, how this body works chemically. And, and then the whole, the whole, you know, emotional side of our being. It is this body laying there. And then the scripture says, what did God do to Adam? Body laying there, he created it. What did he do to make it alive? He breathed into Adam's nostrils to become a living soul. Life. So can we conclude, are you with me here? We connect in the dots, right? Can you conclude that God is the creator of mankind? Who do you belong to then? That's the question. Now what happened right after God created mankind? Exactly. There's this enemy, who, by the way, wasn't just satisfied to rebel against God up in heaven. His name was Lucifer. He took a third of the stars, the scripture says, a third of his team with him, and God let it happen. So he's got an army of people, or of celestial beings, spirits. He has a, he has a big army. And the first thing he did since this wasn't his creation, this what we didn't belong to the enemy. We didn't belong to this Lucifer. We belong to God. Can, can I get a yes on that? Yes. Right. You know that. That's scripture. You're bought with a price. You're not your own. We belong to God this morning. Instantly, the Lord, in his love and in his grace, okay, he placed a tree. In the garden, he gave him a rule. He says, you could eat off every tree. Don't eat off of this one. Tree of knowledge, right? They listen. No, the enemy came. Because, see, the enemy wanted to steal what wasn't his. You get that. He's a thief. He's a liar. He's a robber. And he wanted to steal. And so he deceived Eve, who then collaborated with her husband. Together they both sinned. And the fall of man happened. And now, okay, were they free, brothers and sisters? That's a yes or no answer. Were they free? No. no. What took hold of them? Eternity? Death. Now they were mortal. Oh, they knew good from evil. All of a sudden they had knowledge. You see Moroni 7 and beautiful John? 
gave us that scripture. The tree of knowledge gave them that right there, the light of Christ. They, they knew good and evil. Otherwise, they wouldn't have ran from God and hid because they were naked. But with that came a price, brothers and sisters. A price because they weren't their own. Now they were bought by the enemy. And death came upon them and suffering and work. Some of you that are nearing retiring, you can just thank the devil for waiting until you retire because you have to work. And even then, I got news for us that even after we retire, we still got to work. We still got to work. I don't read in the kingdom of God up above. We'll rest from these earthly labors. There might be a celestial work. I hope someday. We don't want to be lazy. <laughs> but there's no more earthly work. Thank the enemy for that. And so, now the Lord who loves us, a love that we learned last week is beyond our comprehension. He had a plan in place just in case. A contingency, an insurance plan. I mean, if you have insurance in case your house burns down, in case you wreck your car, right? God gave us an insurance plan that before the foundation of the world, he created Jesus, who was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Jesus, our Savior, to reclaim what was originally his back to himself again. You with me? You agree? That's why it says you're bought with a price. And so now we fast forward to this beautiful time of now the fullness of time happens and the Lord comes upon the earth. And his total focus, yes, he healed the sick brothers and sisters and yes, he, he preached a message of the gospel which was so beautiful. The, the Lord God, through Jesus, teaching us how we to live. Okay? And it was, it was new to them because they were steeped in tradition and had lost vision of what was right and what was wrong through traditional teachings. Let me ask you a question. Before the Ten Commandments, I think I told this to John last week, or uh, Jared. You know how many thousands of years before the Ten Commandments? A few millennials. You know, the time of Israel is only about 1,500 years. Do you think people knew right from wrong? Do you think when, when, when God sent Moses down off the mountain and said, Thou shalt not kill, you think that was news to people? What do you think? Austin, what do you think? I don't think so. You see, the laws of God never changed. The Lord wanted a holy people, and he was going to purchase them with his life. And he was setting them up to keep them on the straight and narrow. And you know what? <laughs> they understood that Jesus loved them. They understood that he was their Redeemer and Messiah, just like they did the Nephites and the Lamanites in this land, way before Christ came. Now Jesus comes. And besides telling them all these beautiful things and fulfilling the, through these words the law of Moses, he fulfilled. He had one focus in mind. Take back the prisoners. 
take back the prisoners. Let's go to Ephesians 4. This is a great scripture, and sometimes we, we trip over the wording, but it has phenomenal meaning to this lesson. And we go to Ephesians 4, and let's start with the, uh, the seventh verse. But unto every one of us is given grace. Praise God. You feel good about that already? According to the measure of the gift of Christ. What is the gift of Christ, brothers and sisters? Does anyone know? I'll, I'll help you. Calvary, rugged hill of sorrow, where the Prince of Glory died for me. That's the gift of Christ. It was Calvary. But unto every one of us is given Calvary, brothers and sisters, according to the measure of the gift of salvation in Christ. And so the next verse says, and this is where we can get tripped up in the wording, but we belong to the enemy. We were captive, brothers and sisters. Before you come to Christ, those of you that have been saved in Jesus, you, are, you belong to the enemy. Whether you knew it or not, whether you believed it or not, whether you even understood it or not, you belong to someone that's celestial, fighting for your soul. You belong to the enemy. But this is what beautiful Ephesians says. Paul says, wherefore he saith. And by the way, he's quoting Old Testament scripture here. That he that ascended up on high, Jesus, he led captivity captive. Doesn't make sense. Well, this is what this means. See, I was captive by Satan. And now Paul says in another beautiful scripture how blessed he was to be a prisoner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Captivity, captive. You're never free. You belong to someone. And all the Lord did in this beautiful verse is he claimed you and took you back to himself. Then, this is what he did for you, brothers and sisters. And I want to ask you, who would do this? Think about the slaves in the 1700s and the early 1800s. Think about some of the uh, books we read, historical accounts, movies we watched. Did anyone ever watch the movie Amistad, the slave ship? Um, that brought slaves and stole people from their native land to this country? Would you say that their captors who bought them with a price treated them good? How many died on the way here? The slave owners, how they abused their slaves? Had children with them who were bastard children? Work them like animals. Brothers and sisters, what, what owner or what conquering nation would treat the, the spoils of war, people, with dignity, respect, and blessings? It doesn't happen. When the Lamanites conquered the Nephites, 
Okay? Oh, they gave them their freedom. They thought they were free. And they worked and they toiled. And the Lamanites took a, a, a portion of their goods for doing nothing just because they owned them. Well, you know, brothers and sisters, here's the good news. That after I became a captive for Jesus, he gave me gifts. He didn't give me bread and water. He didn't put chains on me. He didn't make me feel guilty. No, he gave me gifts, brothers and sisters. What king would give gifts to captive prisoners? Not only did he give me a gift, but he gave me the kingdom. Oh, Jesus told the, 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 the disciples, it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom this morning, brothers and sisters. I'm a child of the king. Oh, and I want to be captive forever if that's the case. Where else will we go, brothers and sisters, where we can eat of the fruit of the land? A land that was flowing with milk and honey. All God wanted from Israel was for them to be captive to him. Amen, brothers. Captive to the Lord Jesus. You know, in life, I see it every day. Couples fall in love. They decide to get married. And something happens. Hey, you don't own me. I'm me. I'm going to do what I want to do. What? You put this demand on me? Flip it around, right? Hey, what happened to you? I, I thought... I thought once you told me that you were going to put my heart before yours. I thought once you told me that, 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 that my heart was the most important thing in your life. What happened? Is it real, brothers and sisters? Am I, am I in, in a fairy tale here? It's real. All God wanted was surrender and be captive to my love to you. People that are really in love, people that understand through the Holy Spirit what really being in love is, whether it's a filio, whether it's an agape love, I don't care. If it's of the Holy Spirit, there's surrender. There's okay with being captive. I want to be a prisoner, brothers and sisters, of love that's unconditional in my life. Because when that happens, I'm free. I'm free indeed. I'm happy. I have joy. I don't care if it's in a friendship. I don't care if it's with your employer. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I can give you example after example. Being free is a result of God loving us, brothers and sisters, and purchasing us on Calvary. And through our simple obedience, God is making us rulers over great things. In my life, when I think about some of the things that God has conquered in my life, <laughs> I'm 
of the things that I struggled with, brothers and sisters. And all I had to do was surrender. And he's made me a conqueror. Yea, more than this, Paul says. For we are conquerors in Christ Jesus. Conquerors over the enemy. Conquerors over ourself and the flesh. Conquerors over our nature. Oh, we can't ever excuse ourselves and say, it's the way you made me. That's the flesh. That's what the devil took with us when he made us captive. But Jesus made us free, brothers and sisters. He made us free of all those things, of selfishness and the flesh. He made us free that we might be in the spirit. I'll say this to you today, brothers and sisters. And this is the word of Apostle Paul. Now there is no condemnation. That means no hell to you today. To those that walk in the spirit of the Lord, no condemnation. I'm saved in Christ. Saved to the uttermost. Free in Jesus Christ when I'm walking after the Lord. And the captives one day will stand around the throne of God. The slaves of Jesus. And they'll sing with all their soul. With a white robe and a palm of victory waved in their hands. Above all others they'll sing. Worthy the Lamb. He was the only one worthy to free us from the prison, the innermost prison, and make us free indeed, brothers and sisters. Who's going to free the black race from prejudice and pride? It's Jesus and the love of God. Who's going to free the Native American from their rightful place with God's covenant? It's going to be Jesus and his blood on Calvary. Who's going to make them free? All the, 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 the Islamic race, Buddhism, and Mohammedism, it's going to be Christ and him crucified. That's what will make us free in this world to where this kingdom of Zion will be established someday. And peace will reign on this earth because Christ will be king and we'll be captors in Jesus. Oh, what a land of brotherly love. I, I watched a documentary last night on Woodstock, 1969. And they called that a time of peace. I never see more. I was 11 when that happened, you know. And the PBS version is phenomenal. If you ever want to watch the documentary. There was so much perversion. And so much sin. You know why they were peaceful? Because they were all in sin. Have one person stand up in that rock festival with 400,000 people. And start proclaiming the name of Christ and his commandments. There'd have been holy war there. But in that day, when we're captives of Jesus, we'll be united all under the blood of Christ. Amen, brothers and sisters? Amen. I want to play this beautiful hymn for you. This is an old, old hymn. And uh, yes, I'm dating myself. Uh, it's done by the Gaithers. It's a little bit more modern, but it's an old hymn. And it's called Glorious Freedom. Just listen to the words. Um, they tend to repeat the course at the end. Bill gets all stirred up. You know how he does. He repeats the course 15 times. We'll just fade that out. You'll get the, you'll get the gist of it. And may God bless you, brothers and sisters, that you might experience in your life glorious freedom. Okay? Be good to one another, brothers and sisters. When you're not good to one another and you fight for what you want, bondage in your home. When you're not good to one another and you fight for what's mine, carnage in our lives, 
Broken relationships. Who's going to be the healer of the breach that will bring the balm of Gilead, which is the spirit of the Lord, to heal and soothe our wounds, brothers and sisters, that only the enemy has caused? Jesus is a healer today. Be the prisoner of Christ and experience true freedom. That's my message to you today. May God bless you. Play that hymn, beautiful hymn, Brother Micah, please.